All right. Welcome to another episode of the Between Two Dips podcast. With me today, I got somebody that, man, I, I've been wanting to have this person on for a cool minute. Like, I, I don't remember the last time I, I hit him up, but I was like, hey, we got to make this stuff happen because I always love when I see people that are like doing stuff for like the culture and like trying to help people in tech because like, shoot, I'm trying to do the same thing. Hopefully I inspire some of y'all that listen every week or, you know, because, you know, like I said, I do this for y'all. Um, like I said, you know, I really don't care about like how many people that, that listen. I just care, care about more about like who is listening that can hopefully change their life for the better. Because I feel like at least when I started in tech, I didn't really have a whole lot of people that really showed me the ropes on kind of like what I should do. I kind of had to figure stuff out on my own. So having people that like kind of can, can kind of guide you the way so you don't have to make the same mistakes I did is always good. So uh, this person, you know, like I said, you're gonna, y'all going to definitely get something out of this. So without further ado, uh, Kira, what's good? Nothing much. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. I definitely appreciate it. One of the podcasts that I've been super excited to talk on for a bit. So I'm super excited to be here. Thanks again for inviting me. Yeah, yeah. So so I know some people probably aren't familiar with your journey. Tell me about your tech journey. Like, how did that get started? Because I'm sure people would like to know that. Yeah, sure. So I'll start with where I am now. I actually am a cloud engineer by day. And then I also have a data analytics consultancy firm that I do by night or part-time, I guess, per se, helping small companies with their analytics, as well as helping other people to pivot into a data-centered career. So I wasn't always doing analytics and all that. I actually only been doing it or I'm doing the firm per se. I've only been doing it actually for a few months. So I'll rewind, take it all the way back to the beginning So of how I got into tech, I did go to school for computer science. I mainly did that for the money. (laughs) I did it mainly for the money. And I got a minor in sociology just mainly because I really did like liberal arts stuff, but it didn't pay. So once I actually got that degree, had my last internship was where I interned for a major financial company. I worked in their data analytics department as a data analyst. It was actually only me and one other person that was an architect, and we were in their learning analytics um, department. So did that for a couple of years. I actually joined them full-time after college, worked there for a year, and then I actually really didn't understand what data analytics was, and I wasn't really happy because I thought, oh, I have a computer science degree. Why am I over here messing around with data visualizations and stuff, and why am I not coding? So then I pivoted to being a cloud engineer, and that's where um, I've been doing for almost the past three years. It gets a little messy because around last August was actually when another financial institution reached out to me and asked me to stand up their learning analytics department because they had heard of the work I'd done previously as a data analyst at the prior company. So I actually took on that as a contract role, did that for six months, actually absolutely loved it. And really discovered that, hey, maybe I am good at data analytics, like on a, on a really good, on a really huge scale. And boom, that landed to where I am now, to where I do the consulting on the side and actually help companies out. And then also just trying to help other people to get into data analytics, because it is actually quite a lucrative career. And it's um, only as technical as you want it to be. So tell people more about kind of like how you help people, because I'm sure, you know, People probably ask you this question all the time, like, what can what can you do to kind of help me if I'm trying to get into a data analytics role or even the companies? Like, how can you help us, you know, give us better metrics, stuff like that? Like, tell people more about that. 
Okay, sure. So I think so. Of course, like you mentioned, there is the educational side, which is more so for individuals who are trying to start careers. And then there's the company side, of course, where I'm helping companies to stand up their data analytics strategy. I'll start with the individuals since that seems to be the target audience for this podcast. So what I've actually been doing the most is um, offering career consultations. And basically what that consists of is me understanding where you are in your career, what your background is, whether you've been in school or not. And then also, what are some job roles that you've seen that you really kind of are interested in? And from there, we'll basically do a skills assessment like, okay, cool, you have this skill, this can apply for this role, or hey, maybe you need to brush up on these skills. A lot of time it involves me talking to you about, or a person talking about, talking to the person about, you know, doing maybe more so learning SQL, which is a, it's called a structured query language. So it's not really a programming language per se, but it is used to talk to the database just learning the basics of that and then also picking up some type of data viz tool. And that's usually because most people do want to pivot into becoming a data analyst. If you're wanting to do something that's more on the managerial side or the engineering side of things, of course, that requires a different skill set. So we'll talk about that too. But basically the whole point of the consultations is really just for you to do a career assessment, see where you like where you're lacking at and how we can improve upon that to where you can get into a data career that not only fulfills, you know, your career goals, but also your financial goals as well and your lifestyle. Because a lot of people think that you have to work a nine to five or have to work a full-time role, but there are part-time data roles. And there's also such things as contracts where you only have to work for a certain amount of time out of the year. So it really just depends on what you want to make out of it. Besides that, I also do resume revamps. I've done a few of those so far. I also do resume audits for people who do have the skills or they do believe they can revamp the resume themselves, but they just need a little bit of help as far as keywords and trying to figure out how to, you know, fluff their resume up a little bit. Not lie, I said fluff, <laughs> just enhance. So those are what I offer. And also, and I just did a recent survey to see what other services that individuals would like to see from me. And I'll actually be releasing study plans quite soon for um, niche down data roles, such as like Tableau developer or BI developer or you know, cloud data engineer. So you can be on the lookout for that. Oh, I didn't even uh, mention my company name. It's called the Data Block. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's dope. That's dope. So, and I always tell people all the time, and this is probably something that you probably recommend some of your clients that you have too as well. Like, I think sometimes it's more important to be more niche than be kind of just broad because I feel like if you're like a jack of all trades, like it's like you can make money and you can make good money, right? But when you're like someone that's like an, like an expert in one particular niche thing, you're like, I don't know. I feel like you just have a superpower because people just be like, man, like, how do you do that? How do you know this stuff? Like, I've been looking for this for years and I finally found someone that could help me with this. Yes, facts, facts. I am huge on specializing in certain platforms or certain skill sets. You want to be niched because the more in demand a skill is, the more money you can make and the more negotiation power you have when you do get those offer letters. So I do tell people, you don't want to just be like, oh, I'm going to be a data analyst or I want to be a data engineer. No, pick a certain platform, which those job roles support. So Tableau, I mean, Tableau is pretty popular data viz tool. There's a bunch of other ones like Looker. You have IBM Cognos. There's so many other data viz tools that a lot of people don't know about. But um, because other people don't know about them, that makes them more in demand because there's companies looking for those people and there's not many people that can fill those roles. I always tell people, once you really know the basics of one data viz tool, 
for the most part, you know the basics of the rest of them. A lot of them are just competitors. They all do the same thing. It's just certain one-off things that might be different. And of course, also the look and feel. It's the same thing as going to like a Chevron versus a Shell versus a Valero. They all have gas. <laughs> so I highly recommend niching down, picking some type of software or something. And it's all basis is based off of doing your research, seeing what those skills are and what those require the keywords are listed in job roles to see what companies are looking for and what's in demand right now. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a good point. I guess like what I was about to mention next. Like, I think it was was also cool. It's like I don't know if you've been looking into the Web three stuff yet or not, but like I feel like that's like the the biggest opportunity that we'll probably ever see in our lifetime. To be honest with you, because there's like so many jobs. Almost like it's to a point right now where like if you think of it, think of that job, you probably can find a job in that particular niche or whatever it is. Whether that's you know data analytics, whether that's if you're a developer, whatever, like, like, how do you feel about that? Have you looked into that at all? Or So I know of it. I don't know. I haven't looked exactly in depth to it as you have, but I do think there's a huge opportunity for that because I mean, Web3, it's built based off of um, the blockchain, right? Or am I? Correct. Yeah. Okay, great. And so with that being said, there's a lot of opportunity for that because there is a huge So I always tell people the biggest issue with data is that there's a lot, there's a ton of it. But a lot of it is unstructured and no one really can make sense of it. And then also it's hard to find. Blockchain is really good because the whole point of that is making sure everything is stored in one centralized place where it's basically immutable. So you'll be able to pull records and data from um, at an easier rate without having to clean it as much. <laughs> Which And there's, there's going to be a niche for it. That's a niche in itself. People that understand, data experts that understand the blockchain and how to access that data and also how to put it there. So that's data engineers right there, how to store all the information and extract it. Data engineers, that's a huge job. Data analysts, they're going to need somebody to take all that data and aggregate it and visualize it. So there's a huge opportunity for that. That's like a whole nother subset of data that's to come. And honestly, truly, if you read up on that stuff now, you're going to be super duper early. And, you know, when you're super duper early, that that's bigger books. So sure. I definitely recommend looking into that. For sure. Yeah. Like I tell all my friends that are trying to get into tech, I say, look into Web3 stuff now, like look into it. Even if you're not going to necessarily get your first job in that, if you know that stuff now, like there's going to be opportunities like, shoot, I've gotten opportunities the last few weeks and I don't, I'm not an expert in that. Like, like I know, like, like as far as like development side I'm talking about, like I, I know about crypto. I've, I've been looking, I've been in crypto for years now. And like, I've been into NFTs, which I think NFTs is a whole nother thing altogether. Like that's, it's crazy. but. I think what people got to do is they got to find something that, like like you said, like I think you mentioned this earlier about talking about how find something where you can make enough money where you can do what you want to do. Because I think sometimes people get caught up in that trap where they're like, man, I'll, I'll never do it for the money. I'm like, hey, if you can do, the, do it for the money to be a vehicle to do what you want to do, shoot, I'm not going to be mad at you. Like, I think that's the American dream, in my opinion, because I know a lot of people. You know, they maybe did a job or maybe they didn't like the job, but they made a lot of money and then they were able to do what they want to do. So I think people just kind of have to maybe have that mindset shift sometimes or maybe make a sacrifice now. But in the end, like it's going to pay off if you just kind of just, you know, work at it and then try to go after what you really want to do. A hundred percent agree, because the thing is, you you have like you're going to have to be get comfortable with being uncomfortable. That way you can get comfortable, because the thing is, most people aren't even doing the stuff that they want to do now. So again, you know, and they're not even getting paid well for it. So you might as well, if you're, if you're going to be doing something you don't want to do, you might as well make some big bucks off of that. 
that way you can relax later and focus on those things. Like if you're going to, you know, if you're going to struggle or, you know, just not be happy with something, then you might as well, you know, try to capitalize off of that or profit. And also some people just don't understand, like, you know, you have to look at, you have to be realistic when you look at things like, you know, I mean, we clearly see that life is not always, you know, you know, rosy and all of that stuff. So why, and also why not have a lucrative career? Why not have some, a skill that's always going to keep you in demand and always get where you can always get paid. So the thing is, even when you're doing something, you know, you like something, you're doing it well, and then things fall off, you always have a skill set to rely and fall back on that way you can go make sure you're up again later on. You know, it's just really about diversifying your skill set and just doing whatever it takes to make sure your life is going to be comfortable. You know, I guess that's really just a part of adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, like, I was talking to someone about a few weeks ago, like, talking about, like, how a lot of times you'll do different jobs or different gigs or, you know, whatever it is, right? And, mm-hmm. like, sometimes you won't see your progress because, like, you know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll be like, man, like, I'm not as far along as I want to be. And I'm like, man, I want to do this three years ago and I'm still working at this particular step in my journey, right? And then all of a sudden, everything will kind of snowball and then you'll finally be like, man, I finally got there. I finally hit this ro- this, this this roadblock that, you know, took me years and years to finally get past it, but I finally got past it. Now I'm able to kind of make moves where I want to do instead of, you know, just kind of just being like, oh man, maybe I want to give up here because, you know, I've had days where I'm like, man, this really worth it because I'm really not seeing people really comment on what I'm trying to do, right? Because, you know, if you don't see the validation right up front, sometimes you kind of second guess yourself. I don't know if you feel the same way about that. No, I definitely agree with that for sure, for sure, because I even have my own moments. I might know it might not seem like it, but I do. Like nothing, I spoke about this the other day on Twitter where, you know, if you, the people that you see are successful in making it, they take their L's too. You know, some people are more private about them than others. They might not speak on in interviews, but being successful requires you to fail and you need to fail for it. That's how you get better. That's how you learn how to just make better moves. And then also, you know, people always wonder, well, how do you get to where you are today? How do you do this, that, and the other? Not just in terms of me, but everywhere. It really just starts with trying. The way I see it is time is moving forward, regardless of whether or not you do something. So i much rather go ahead and try and work on myself <laughs> because and see what happens in like five years or so, rather than sitting in the same place and knowing I'm going to be sitting in the same place five years from now. And then also those small wins add up and they also help you to build confidence. When you won't, but like you Cam said, you won't know it, notice it until once you make it big and you're like, dang, all that work paid off. So you really just have to keep going, you know, even if it's something small as you you know, accomplishing something or doing 10 minutes of something you said you were going to study on. Or maybe it's like fitness where you're like, dang, okay, I'm going to work out for 30 minutes a day. That's good. That means you did something for that day to progress yourself. Later on, and you know, it's building, having that discipline to keep moving forward too. And it's really just stems from consistency. Once you keep doing the same thing over and over again, you get used to it and you look forward to doing it because you see how much it's paying off. And also you see the return on investment. And I would say that because, like I said, I got my computer science degree. I literally chose my computer science degree because it was making money. I decided, like, I need some money. (laughs) Like, this ain't it. Like, I can't stay in this environment that I'm in. What's going to be the top earning degrees within, like, the next 10 years or so? Computer science was at the top of the list. I really didn't even understand that computer science was coding. I just signed up for it because I knew it was going to make some money. I actually don't tell a lot of people this, but I almost fell out of school twice. (laughs) But I knew that, like, 
I couldn't go back to where I was started. So I, I just kept going. Like, I mean, if I had to show up to office hours every day, I was doing that. If I had to go ask people I don't know for help, I was doing that. There was times where I was like staying up all night going on YouTube to try and understand what my lecturer was talking about in class earlier that day. You know, that that's discipline. <laughs> that's just you really understanding that you have a goal and you want to keep going forward with it. And I wasn't sure if I was going to make it, but all I knew was that I had to and that like I had no choice. So I try to apply that same mindset to everything that I work on. So whether that's me studying for a new job role, when it's also me helping people out in consultations and stuff of that nature, you know, also fitness goals or whatever it is I'm trying to do in life. I apply that same mindset mainly because I saw how that discipline played off and how that mindset paid off just by getting through school. Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Uh, like I, I know like there's been times where like I'd be wishing that I like stuck through certain things because like I know like like now like I don't really have issues with it. But like back in the day, back when I was in college myself and like I like I went, you know, I went to school for broadcasting and, and you know, I don't know if any of y'all know, like maybe I don't know if you know either, but like I went to school for broadcasting. And I thought, you know, I'll be on ESPN right after I got out of college. Like, you know, I was I was a, I was kind of a dummy. Like I was I didn't realize that there's like steps you had to go through to get to that point, you know. You have to go to the local news station, then maybe the regional, then, you know, go to the, you know, the national, you know, media companies, you know, like the ESPNs, the CNN, stuff like that. Right. And I saw how much you were making, like starting out, like $20,000 a year. I said, man, there's people that work at like fast food joints and we're going to Walmart and make more than 20000 Why am I going to school for this? Right. Right. <laughs> I feel you on that. Because, yeah, you're just like, hold up now. Say what? <laughs> 20K? Yeah, my student loans are like, you know, 50K on its own. Yeah, I was, I was, I was tripping. Like, I, I was like, man, like, but, but it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I didn't really see the long term, uh, I guess, the, the goal uh, I had for myself. Cause like I said, I really wanted to be on the radio and stuff like that. And like, it's funny, I'm doing a podcast now. It's kind of like sort of the same thing, you know? And I didn't realize I would be kind of doing what I'm doing now, but it kind of goes back to the point we made earlier about, you know, you don't really know what you're going to be doing years down the road until you get to that point. And then it's like, okay, I see why I was doing what I was doing. I didn't see the results right away, but eventually I saw it. So it kind of starts to pay off, you know, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. But my, and my thing is, I really like how, like, even after you saw that that was basically for, well, you know, in your mind, an L for you to keep going to broadcasting school, it only makes 20K that you're getting out and you're paying 50K. You still bounce back from that. You didn't see that as some type of blocker. Maybe at the time you did, but you still were able to move forward. And that's exactly what I was talking about in the sense of you just keep going and you keep trying because the whole goal is really just to better yourself. So many people allow themselves to get stuck in a rut or to think to think that they're stuck just because one bad thing happens to them, when in reality, they just have to pivot, you know, and weigh your options and see what else is available out there. There's like, I've taken L's before too. I've lost out on investments. I just lost out on a huge investment, trusting people and stuff. But, you know, you readjust, you see what you did wrong, and then you just go from there. That's that's really just part of life. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can apply that really to, like, anything, really, like, whether that's real life investments, whether that's stocks, you know, crypto, def- definitely crypto, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, just, just stuff in general. And, like, I think what's cool also is that we, we both became, like, stronger people, like, with these, you know, the roadblocks, adversities that came our way. And also at the same time, like, I think it's interesting, like how, you know, you have these different things that happen and then you see like something else happen that maybe it wasn't what you expected, but it's even better because like, you know, you had that situation that happened before. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
But I got one last question I want to ask you, and I'm sure, you know, there's probably people that are, you know, that listen and probably curious about this as well. Is there one particular thing that you probably like maybe want to do that you haven't done yet that, that maybe, you know, you're thinking about doing or is there, or, you know, anything like that? Because I'm sure, you know, you got a lot of big goals you have for yourself and stuff like that. Hmm. Is this in terms of like data in my career or? Just in general, because, you know, because I know you're doing a whole bunch of different things right now. So I'm kind of just curious about that. And I'm sure most of the listeners are as well. Honestly. Okay. Well, this one, is, I feel like this one is my answer is like, there is, there's a, actually a lot of stuff that I want to do. So, I mean, the whole, so my end goal really is to be like Shaq <laughs> in the sense of how he just gets to do just the career hop because he's just, he's just already so accomplished. The man is like a DJ. He's an actor. You know, he was an athlete. You know, he's an investor. I want to be able to do that. If I decide I want to wake up and become like the world's best archer, <laughs> I can do archery. I want to I want to go try that. Or maybe I decide I want to go be a culinary art chef. I'm going to go do that. Like having the ability and the luxury of being able to just wake up and do whatever you want to do and have fun at it. Like, you, you know, you can make money off of having fun. I want to be able to do that. And that's really what my end goal is. And I'm, I'm really hoping that I get to that point. Yeah, I think you will. I think I'll have a sooner you think because like I, I tell people all the time, like I want to be able to be at that point that you're talking about by the time I'm 35. Like that's like my my age range that I'm looking for. I think I can do it. I think like some people probably think I'm crazy. Even listening right now, some people probably say, like, man, that's, that's, that's nuts. But like I feel like the moves I'm trying to make, like I, I think I, I can do it. And I feel like you almost even if you don't hit that goal, I think it will push you to get to that that point, because I think sometimes if you don't have like a like a real ambitious goal, sometimes you get stagnant and then you, you don't really try as hard as you probably should. I definitely agree. I would, yeah, I'm definitely one of those people where it's aim for the stars and, you know, shoot for the moon because you'll always, to me, when you, when you set those extreme goals, you'll always end up further than where you thought you were going to be to begin with. And then also sometimes you might realize like going like forward, oh, maybe I actually don't want them. Like maybe I, maybe like, you know, Somewhere in between, it's just perfectly fine and you're content there. But you wouldn't have known that if you was just shooting for the stars. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. But yeah, I appreciate you getting on here. Like I said, like you, I know you give a lot of gems. Like, you know, I got, I got, I was telling you before the episode started, like, I never really know what questions I'm going to be asking people. I just kind of just be like, hey, like we just have a conversation because I think it's so cool to have conversations with people that I think are real dope, people that I, I respect because, like, I always tell people all the time, like, I wouldn't ask you to be on my podcast if I didn't respect you in some type of way because you know I'm not the type of guy where I'll just hit anyone up because you know there's people that you know probably have huge followings right mm-hmm. and I'm like eh, like people always ask me you should get this person on I'm like nah I'm good I'm good like I don't really like the energy like I just you know I'm the type of guy where I kind of know like I like I don't even have to see you I just see what you're doing on the internet or even in person sometimes I'll know for a fact what type of person they are like sometimes I'm wrong but nine times out of 10, I'm right about like who that person is just because I see how they move and I kind of like watch and pay attention to people before I reach out to anybody. So, so I appreciate you getting on here because I, I know, you know, you gave a lot of gems to people and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of value and people probably going to hit you up too. Like, you know, if they want a consultation or something. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate it. I'm grateful you see value in me and see, you know, that I'm trying to make an impact and help people and stuff. So it's super cool. And it's also cool. It's so cool when cool people see you and think you're cool too. <laughs> like, um, I say that especially because I'm the type of person where I'm like, I'm, I, I just keep to myself. I mean, I know I, you know, speak out on Twitter and stuff, but I really just keep to myself. So having other people just, you know, see, see me, I guess, if that makes sense, is, is just dope. Because I usually, I'm just like in the cut. I'm just like, oh, I don't know how people feel about me, but I'm going to release this content because I think it's helpful. 
So yeah, anyways, I'm rambling. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. Hopefully people do reach out for a consultation. I look forward to helping people. And if you do, let me know that you heard about me through Cam's podcast. <laughs> that way I can thank him individually for each person that does hit me up. Yeah. Is there any place people can follow you if they want to, you know, you know, hit you a follow or maybe you want to reach out? Yes. So on Twitter, my Twitter handle is I am Kiara D. Of course, my name is Kiara and it's spelled K-I-E-R-R-A. My website, the data block is the datablock.com and it's block spelled B-L-O-Q. A lot of people mistaken and think it says blog, but it's the data block. And there you'll be able to sign up for my newsletter, which I plan to release content and case studies on data, as well as any of my, you know, products or, you know, where you can schedule your consultations. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Definitely check out her content. Like I said, I know she got a lot of good stuff out there, so definitely check it out. But everyone else, like hopefully y'all staying blessed. I know, you know, we choose. That's to be real cold pretty soon. If I don't know how, where it is up there, but I know over here it's starting to get a little cold. So, you know, make sure you have a jacket, a sweater, whatever you got to have on so you don't get sick. Because I know right now it's flu season. Mm-hmm. So, you know, make sure y'all good. You know, COVID's still around too. So make sure y'all y'all good with that as well. But everyone else, stay good, stay easy. And I will check y'all next week. Bye. Bye.